live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It is just me today. I do apologize. Miguel is unable to join me uh, for the podcast this week, but no worries. He is going to be back next week. A couple things to talk about. Obviously, the box office. We got an update on how Millie Bobby Brown views Stranger Things. And Michael Sarah, his his future after Barbie and what he plans on doing. We got all that coming up in this episode. Uh, But if you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash at our real addiction. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, the like button on all the videos, and the bell notification so you can stay up to date on every single episode and every single video that we drop on the YouTube channel uh, because you want to stay up to date. We do some pretty good... uh, some pretty good work here, but um, if you already haven't, if you haven't already, check out Movie News Monday, where I talked about James Gunn's DC being a mess yet again. We do have an update on it. At the time of me recording this episode, another update regarding James Gunn's DC universe. That's the third in the last week that has really just not sat well with me. But this is, but I'm gonna leave that for. Uh, a possible blue beetle review um and also um check out miguel's episode of tv inquiry where he talked about uh little murders in the building and Heartstopper on netflix so go check that out because he gave us an awesome video of him just how he feels about those tv shows so uh and if you're listening you should check out the video because we have a lot more uh i guess you can say animation in terms of we have little we have little vis, uh, visuals during these episodes uh, when you're uh, watching as opposed to listening. But we're going to jump right into it. We're going to jump right into the box office. Um, so this is for the week of August 11th through August 13th. Uh, coming in at number five is The Voyage of Detimer making $6.5 million. If you don't know what that is, that is essentially uh, Dracula on a cruise ship. Um, I haven't I haven't heard any reviews on it, but since then, it has made $7.1 million. That's its grand total, all of it being domestic. Uh, I do want to check it out. It does look very, very interesting. I haven't, uh, I don't know anybody who has seen it yet. Um... I wonder, I, and I don't know if Miguel had the chance to go see it, um, but I'm definitely, I definitely do have interest in it. Um, but yeah, uh, coming in at number four is the Meg to the Trench, making twelve point eight million dollars, bringing its grand total up to two hundred and fifty nine million dollars. Fifty five of that being domestic, and two hundred and four of that being international. Um, at this point, it is going to outperform Indiana Jones. Um, unfortunately, and the dial, uh, unfor- yeah, uh, super, super unfortunate. Coming in at number three is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem making making $15.3 million, bringing the grand total up to $96 million. 74 of that being domestic and 21 of that being international. If you haven't already, I would suggest going to check out this film, um, it was so fantastic. Yes, it was a kids' film, but there are seeing there are some interactions in this film that are meant for adults. It's awesome. It's it's such an awesome film. I enjoyed it so much. I I, I really want to get back out 
to the theater to see this, but it's it's super awesome. It's got a stacked cast. John Cena's in it. Seth Rogen's in it. Obviously, he produced it. Uh, Jackie Chan is in it. Um, even uh, Paul Rudd's in it. It's such a great cast, such a great cast. And I know Miguel and I talked a little bit about it, but it's, it's super awesome if you if you are tired of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which I don't see how you could be, I feel like this would help you itch something for in that same style of animation. I know that style of animation is kind of popular right now um, among, among Hollywood. So if you're looking for something that is similar to the animation of uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, this is definitely, definitely your film. I would suggest checking it out because, yeah, again, it's a kid's film but I think it is ultimately great, a, a fantastic film. Uh, coming in at number two, with, uh, I don't want to say with no surprise, some surprise I guess you can say, is Oppenheimer making $18.8 million, bringing its grand total up to $650 million worldwide, 266 of that being domestic and 383 of that being international uh, i think it just cracked the top 10 of highest grossing rated r films of all time um i know joker's sitting up there uh at like 1.074 billion dollars and i know deadpool 2 and deadpool 1 are up there as well so it, it, i can see i think uh deadpool 1 and 2 are in the like the the 700 million uh, i this film would definitely beat it especially with the the extra push it's having uh with the imax uh, 70 millimeter um showings that it got getting extended um yeah if you haven't already i would suggest checking this film out and check out our review on it because the review the review we definitely go into it um fantastic film the only reason i say it's a little bit uh somewhat of surprising is one because we've had films come out uh that have been great uh maybe not enough to push out a film like this or a film like barbie out of the uh the first place uh spot at the box office but you know the fact that it's still making money and it's probably going to cap out it probably i would have to say maybe about you know 800 million for christopher nolan um you know uh and the fact that film some theaters who are who have the capability of showing it in 70 millimeter imax are booting it out so that they can show it uh so that they can have this over Blue Beetle. I mean, uh, it just it goes to show. I would definitely suggest checking it out if you already haven't, because it's an intense story about or an intense true story about the creation and the development of the atomic bomb. Um, but yeah, uh, currently sitting at six hundred and fifty million worldwide, and coming in at number one again, also with no surprise, uh, being Barbie making thirty three point eight million dollars. We do now know that is officially over the. Uh, the billion dollar mark. It's currently sitting at 1.1 billion. It's going to reach 1.2 at any moment. Uh, probably already has um, by the time of the the release of this episode. Um, and I think it also just cracked the top 20 highest grossing films of all time. And I believe it has its eyes set on Harry Potter, uh, the Harry Potter franchise. So hey, Barbie uh, outperforming what any of what both Miguel and I uh, again thought it would be. Um, again, domestically, it is sitting at 530 
$1 million and internationally $660 million worldwide. For me personally, no shocks at the box office. Um, I think with Miguel, he probably wouldn't have a shocker that Barbie and Oppenheimer are at the top again. Um, I, I'm glad to see that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem got some love there. Um, also to see the uh, the last voyage of Detimer in there as well. Uh, it's uh, super, super awesome. Um, curious as to what was number six, Haunted Mansion, which is uh, the flop for Disney. Um only making fifty three million dollars world or yeah fifty three million dollars worldwide making five million um yeah you know it's just like uh unfortunately um you know haunted mansion really really cursed talk to me also never cracked the top five as well uh and it's like second or third week of of being out which is unfortunate because I've heard a lot of good reviews on it that made five. $5.1 million, uh, taking the seventh spot, bringing it back up, bringing it up to $31 million. Um, but, uh, you know what? I guess a little shocker to me would be the Meg. Uh, I know people uh, people have have uh, have enjoyed it. I had a customer come in at Geek Squad when I was working there the other day asking if I was going to see the Meg randomly, not knowing that I'm into movies. Um saying they were really interested in it and they actually wanted to buy it on uh digital or watch it digitally um they didn't know it was a uh, was in uh, uh it was only in theater it was exclusively in theaters which i thought was funny but yeah i mean uh the meg getting you know some love from people uh, surprise i mean i have no interest in seeing it um you know but i guess that would be the shocker for me um you know and i'm definitely going to have to get out to seeing uh uh, the last voyage of Detimer. Um, I'm going to move on to the first topic, uh, which is going to be taken out of context. If you are, uh, if you've seen the thumbnail, you probably have an idea of what this topic is, uh, because in the thumbnail, uh, it is Millie Bobby Brown as 11 saying that she hates is saying, I hate stranger things with a bubble. So Millie, uh, Millie Bobby Brown recently talked, uh, recently talked to women's wear daily, um, and she talked, she, she talked about things in this interview about her wedding, her first fragrance coming out and the end of, and the end of stranger things. Um, she goes on to say about the ending of stranger things and asked if she was ready to end, to end. She responds with, I think I'm ready. It's been such a huge factor, uh, in the part of my life, but it's like graduating high school. It's like senior year. She says, you're ready to go and blossom and flourish and you're grateful for the time you've had, but it's time to create your own message and live your own life. Um, I, I completely understand where she's coming from. I know a lot of fans uh, of Stranger Things, I feel like they're going to be taking this out of context. Me being one of those fans is just because obviously I made a clickbait thumbnail for, for everybody to click on. So, um... Yeah, no, but in all honesty, I completely get what she's uh, what she means by the sense of like it's graduating high school when you've been attached to a project like that for such a long time um, for the 10. Uh, no, uh, probably coming on close to like like eight years when uh, 2016. So by the time the show wraps, it's going to be roughly about 10 years uh, committed to Stranger Things. That's a long time to be committed to a TV show franchise. Uh, especially something like Netflix that loves to cancel all of its series. Um, 
Obviously, Stranger Things is a little different in that case, considering it is the most popular TV show that Netflix has ever had. Um, but when I remember when I, at least when I was graduating high school, I was like super happy to be graduating and ready to move on and kind of see the world and what the world had to offer me. So I, I understand where she's coming from in the sense of like it's like graduating that. Um, obviously, her graduating high school is a lot different from me graduating high school. Um but I, I mean, I don't think it's like she hates Stranger Things, even though that's what I put uh, in, in the thumbnail. But I, I like I, I can agree more. She wants to go on and do other things. Uh, she hasn't. I feel like she hasn't really been been able to kind of commit to anything just because that she probably has fulfillment in the contract uh, for Stranger Things and probably has to kind of take jobs with or take roles with a cause. Uh, obviously, she probably can't take much considering. Uh, the SAG-AFRA strike. Um, the interview does note that the it was con- it was conducted before the the strike had begun. But I mean, it's just I, I feel like it's it's I, I I could agree. I want care. I want actors and actresses to move on from these big projects at some point. Like uh, for perfect examples, like Robert Downey Jr. leaving like uh, the, the Avengers franchise or the Marvel fr- the MCU. You know, it's just like yeah, like did we want to see him go and and see his character die? Uh, no, of course not. But that was realistically like the only thing left for him to do. He had done everything. His last film was him creating time travel and essentially saving the universe from Thanos and erasing that. But it's and it's it's like in the sense of this, and I know I've talked about it. The only thing left for Eleven to do is essentially die in the film. I or excuse me in the show. That's how I see fit for this character to end. Um, just because there's no way I can see her living a, a normal life. I think Millie Bobby Brown is also aware of that. Um, or at least be the creator of now the new, uh, you know, uh, a quote unquote owner or overseer of the upside down. Um, even if, even if they, if they end the show and she doesn't die, I think that's fine as well, because let's be honest, at some point I feel like Netflix is going to want to do a reboot. Uh, characters love to return to old projects or original projects that they've done years and years later. So if they do something in like, let's just say 10, 15 years, maybe even 20 years, like I think that'd be super awesome where heck if they're the parents and their kids are now experiencing it and we're seeing the upside down happen in like this future uh future era of of where there's you know now there's they're in the future as opposed to the 80s you know it's more uh you know 2023 it's taking place in 2023 than it is actually taking place in the 80s and the 90s uh where the the final season is rumored to take place um i think that'd be super cool uh in like 20 30 years that they do it or 15 20 years that they're doing it back in the past again and we kind of revisit the 20s the 10 the 2010s and the 2020s uh you know in in stranger things kind of reflect on that you can even do a pandemic season if you were to ever do a reunion uh for stranger things but yeah i mean hey i think that's great that she wants to she wants to move on from it like in all honesty i i feel like her her co-workers and her uh, her colleagues on Stranger Things probably feel the same way. They want to move on and they want to do they want to do other things um, with their with their career. At least I would hope they want to. But you know, if they don't, I mean, hats off to them. But uh, you know, it's just like we know Stranger Things is coming to an end with season five. Um, there's I, I know the Duffer brothers. They don't see the show going past that. And I know they said maybe five to six, but I think they are set on five, especially with how much longer it takes to get a season out now. 
Um, but again, uh, I hope this isn't taken out of context. Uh, I'm pr pretty sure some people will, some people will be, will be very sensitive about this saying she's ready for it to end. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Hey, you know, good for her hats off to her. Um, you know, I, I want to see her, I want to see what else she can do other than just stick up her hand and talk very awkwardly in a show. Uh, I want to see her range. I want to see what, you know, what she can do. Cause I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's got talent that she can show, you know, show the world the, 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 give us the acting capabilities that she's able to do. Um, for the final topic, I think this is pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, Michael Sarah recently talked to decider.com and the article is titled let the Michael uh, Sarah let the Michael Sarah wants begin again uh, if if bread makes you fat and this is what the article right if bread makes you fat then chew on this Michael Sarah is back in 2023 still awkward still charming and still arguably bigger than ever the actor who dominated the mumblecore and the awkward teenage teen slash young adult genres with the infamous four-year streak from 2020 uh, from 27 from 2007 to 2010 which we saw the release of super bad juno nick and Nora's infinite playlist and scott pilgrim's versus the world world has never really gone away over the last two decades but still, in 2023, ushering in the realm of new opportunity, with his cam, with his Black Mirror cameo and Roland Barbie leaving audiences craving more, Michael Sarah is returning to independent comedy scene this year with an intimate release of Dustin Guy's Defa the Adults, followed by uh, A24's Dream Scenario, and his highly anticipated return to the Scott Pilgrim universe with Scott Pilgrim the Anime. Um, the late 2000s might have been legendary, but 2023 has the chance to bring Michael Sarah to another level uh, entirely. Despite the busy year to Sarah, it doesn't feel as though he has had to balance all these different roles in a short period of time. He actually said it's all felt very far apart due to the adults filming two years ago in 2021. All the uh, the way up to the way things shape up always leaves a lot of time. He told Decider in June of 2023. Of course, ahead of ahead of uh, the SAG after strike. A lot of the interviews coming out, guys. I think there is no is that they are gonna say they had they were taking place prior to uh, prior to the strike. I don't know how true that is. I'm pretty sure to a lot of them are going to be. But, you know, who, uh, who who really knows? In the article, he goes on to say, uh, uh, Sarah told the decider he is currently developing a project to direct and is working on getting financing for it. Though the exact details are currently under the wraps, he teased, it's like a family story. I don't know how to describe it. It's mysterious. With eight upcoming projects and his eyes set on a first major directorial project, Michael Sarah is ready to define a new world of era for a uh, new era of movies and for a whole generation to fall in love. Oh, excuse me. Fallen lesbians. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you don't, uh, if you don't know why it ends in uh, with lesbians, obviously that's a Michael uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world uh, reference where he, he tells uh, where he tells Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, obviously 
uh, his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I'm in lesbians with you. Uh, it's a super funny, super funny uh, um, uh, exchange of uh, of dialogue in that film. But I, I think that's pretty cool that he has his eyes set on on doing. Uh, directing work uh, obviously we saw jonah hill do uh midsummer or not midsummer excuse me mid 90s um which i think is cool uh which had a uh, sunny seljic which uh which is, if you don't know that's the voice of atreus from the god of war um the god of war games but uh i think for him to say it's like a comedy michael sarah to say it's like a, a comedy story i don't know how to describe it it's mysterious i don't know if he's saying that necessarily the film is mysterious maybe he's trying to be mysterious with like he doesn't want to give away too much of the plot or you know maybe it's an early development where he doesn't really know where this story is going or he hasn't really developed these characters and he hasn't really developed you know much of this world that he's going to create within this uh this quote-unquote family story that he is is developing um i think it's super awesome that he's heading in uh into into uh into in the into directing and you know panning and finding himself behind the camera i think that's always something cool for actors to go and do obviously we've seen like uh you know angelina jolie do it obviously we've seen we've seen the dad from uh insidious do it for blanking on his name right now um but you know it's just like oh we've seen so many actors um and actresses you know want to helm a, a a film and actually call themselves directors you know one of the biggest things is like seeing jordan peele do it where he took the jump completely from comedy to to directing horror films and or, or mysterious thriller films you know it's just like um it's i think it's such an awesome thing and i think you know it's just like it's going to be interesting to see how he does uh how he it pans out as a director uh, i'm sure it's years away um you know, probably two to three years away that he's actually going to be able to, to release his film, depending on, you know, the budget of this film, how big he sees this film doing. Um, I mean, at least with Jonah Hill, you know, he didn't have that big of a cast when he, when he did the film, uh, obviously at the time, Alexa Deming wasn't all that, wasn't all that big, doesn't have the household name that she probably does now. Um, you know, and it's just like, so, uh, if he takes that same route, uh, I think we can obviously see it a lot sooner than, than what, uh, than two to three years, maybe, maybe two years, a year and a half. Um, I think, I think it's pretty awesome though, that he, he's going into it. Um, the fact that he's like, Hey, it's mysterious again, uh, doesn't know how to describe it. It's mysterious. Um, yeah, I mean, Hey, um, I'll be excited to see it. Obviously like I was excited to see mid, uh, mid nineties great film excited to see his work i want to see how he pans out uh as a director but yeah i mean i think that's going to do it for for the episode guys um if you already haven't again please subscribe to the youtube channel hit the subscribe button uh it's youtube.com at slash at our real addiction and make sure you hit the bell notification to stay up to date on all our latest videos and you can find this podcast obviously on any podcast streaming service uh apple podcast spotify google podcast where you find your podcast obviously you can uh you can definitely find it but again as always I'm Adam, and this has been Our Real Addiction, Sick Parvis Magna.